little bit too much. You won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! gotten some good beats here on 88.3 WGTs after further review that's 100 clips and we're here we only got about another 20 minutes in the show gotta end it a little early I'm getting a facial up in Perrysburg actually I uh, gotta you know gotta still keep it dapper fellas we got David the man of God Harris on the phone lines as well with the AFC NFC North previews we just did the NFC North previews once again thanks to everybody watching us on the uh live and uh was it jessica edwards fruit thanks for uh tuning in and saying hey frank frank's got some you know fans here frank i'm, I'm pretty sure you're uh how you not nah, you said that as we uh basically turn the music down here and you gotta put, put frank up here that's why sometimes hopefully the temporary studio will be out of pretty soon because the new studio should be up and running hopefully by august but we've been saying that for the last year or so so we'll see but uh we always have a mixing board if, if you watch us on the live you can see that we actually have to bring my own mixing board to um make the show pretty bearable here because we it's kind of simplistic in the temporary studio but frank uh you said you knew him through his, mo- his mom through um, baseball, right? The, 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 yeah, through this yeah, hat Jessica, league, this this hat that you got on. Yeah, I I know uh, Jessica through uh, because uh, her son is uh, Zach Fruit, and he's he actually played baseball at Dundee and mm-hmm. also played for uh, Post Three Two Five. Post Three Two Five, okay. In the zoning area is what? No. So what's up with the hat? I thought it was standing for Boston, but it had the Blissfield colors. A nice hat, though. It's pretty crispy. Yeah. Well, it's a hat that uh, Coach Tuttle gave me for all my work. All your you got a hat for all your the social media in the in the PA just, announcement. Just doing PA. Okay, he got you a hat. It is. It is. What size hat do you wear? Uh, this is basically like an extra large size. It's, it, it's the equivalent of like a seven seven eights. Eight if it was a fitted. Mm-hmm. Like okay. a, oh, it's not a fitted hat. It's one of the stretch ones. It, a flex it can, fit. It can, stretch, it, can, it can stretch a little bit. It's a flex fit, basically. Yeah, or is it actual fitted, like a crispy fitted? No, it's a. It's kind of a flex fit more. Is more it a less. new era or what? No, uh, I forget. I forget what brand it is. It's not a new era. Oh, I thought maybe I was like, man, Blissfield got that money now. When you drive through Blissfield, you gotta do the speed limit. If it says thirty five. You better be doing 34 and 3 eighths because that's how stringent they are with the speed limit over there. Yeah, I, it is true. And so we got David the Man of God Harris here on the phone lines. I'm going to be looking at the AFC North and probably going from one of the better divisions in the NFL to the dookiest one of the AFC North. And some people will say this, and David, I don't want to offend you about your Steelers. But the only reason why Mike Tomlin is looking good is because he's in a garbage division. I mean, besides the Ravens, maybe the last 10 years, the Bengals and Browns have been just pretty much fecal matter. 
Yeah, I mean, the Browns, obviously. The Bengals have been up and down, but Marvin Lewis can't win a playoff game. How does Marvin Lewis still have a job? Now, I will give him credit. I did listen to TJ Hujamazada, or if you watch the commercial Who's Your Daddy and the Fantasy Football League picks in that ESPN commercial. I thought it was TJ Who's Your Mama. Who's Your Mama, whatever. And uh, he talked about how before Marvin Lewis got there, uh, they didn't provide water Gatorade to the players during training camp. Damn. Yeah, it was, it was very unprofessional. And the players had to wear used jock straps. Now, that's kind of a crazy thing. Make sure you go check out the herd with TJ Huzmajad or look it up on the YouTube. But it was a very interesting story about how cheap the Bengals were. And I get what you pay for. They were called the Bungles. <laughs> They're just called the Bungles because they always messed up. But the, uh, the owner um, – Forget Brown is his last name. Is a very cheap tightwad owner, and uh, kind of like Chris Illich, probably a little worse. And, yeah. uh, it, it really shows. But we're gonna get started. Let's start off with the Browns because they're probably gonna get last place. But will yeah. they win a game this year? Yeah, they'll win a game. David, what I say you? I have them going thirteen. I think the three wins are home against the Jets. Home against the Chargers. You don't think they'll then, get a win against the Steelers the first opening game? Tyrod <laughs> no. Taylor gets injured. Baker Mayfield comes in, and he pretty much lights it up. I mean, that'll be a good storytelling story, but we know that's not going to happen. But, you know, you don't think they'll beat the Steelers? No. They got Todd, they got Todd Haley. He'll know the he'll know the Steelers. He'll, he's, he came, he's coming over from the Steelers. Like they can quadruple team Antonio Brown and you, and he'll still get 150 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. Well, Jarvis Landry said that they could probably put up over 40 points and get to the Super Bowl. And Jarvis Landry is still, you know, I think he, I think he may have. He's uh, elevated uh, off I think of that he may have had too much Henny with one J.R. Smith. Or yeah, that's true. I mean, he could have had too much henny with J.R. Smith. Um, I mean, but then again, though, don't you drink the henny? I mean, responsibly, I don't. You drink it with the doctor. But is it true though? If you're looking at this roster, and I'm I'm gonna go look at their depth chart. They went 0 and 16 last year. They were crowned the NFL champions of the league, and wide receiver Jarvis Landry and Juku is their tight end. Uh, Coleman is their left tackle. Patianino, left guard. Treader is the center. Zettler is the right guard. They did lose uh, Thomas. And Thomas even thinks that they could win seven to eight games this year. Joe Thomas, the, the legendary lineman. Hubbard, right tackle. Other wide receivers, Josh Gordon. Now, he is not with the team right now because he's still dealing with some off-the-field issues as far as his, um, uh, I guess, alcohol and drug um Problems, which he's he's taking credit for it, at least you know he's not just coming in saying everything's hunky dory and then when he leaves you know he's dealing with his demons. So I I truly appreciate and respect the fact that he is removing himself from the team to deal with his demons because those are the things that are most important. Not a game of football. I mean, it, at the end of the game, it is just a game. Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback. The fullback is Danny Vitale, and Nick Chubb is the running back. Supposedly Duke Johnson, I believe last year was the um, starter. And now he's down to second. It looks like Carl's high might be third. Hmm. But, David, go ahead. Yeah, and I think just looking to the schedule, you kind of expect. Do I think that, you know, with the Jets kind of first Thursday, well, not first Thursday, but Thursday night game, short week at home, 
kind of after having to come back from a trip to New Orleans, I think the Jets is probably the best early chance. But if they don't beat the Jets, I I legitimately think that they will beat the Chargers because nothing that I've seen from L.A., despite whatever the guy from USA Today was on. Like, He's I saying that the Chargers it. would win the Super Bowl? No, no, they'll get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, but yeah, like I don't see anything in LA that says this, this Chargers team is going to be anything above Hamstring. And kind of, we always talk about it: West Coast flying East Coast, one, you know, playing that one o'clock early game. Like I think that that's a Cleveland win, and then they always still always make interesting against Cincinnati. So basically, you're saying three wins, which is a great improvement. But does Hugh Jackson? How many? To be honest with you, how many wins does Hugh Jackson need to stay? I mean, he's only won one game in two years. So if he wins two games this season, that's double the improvement. But still, though, is that even something to commend a guy for? You shouldn't be a professional football coach and only get one win in two years. I don't even get how he's still employed after going zero and sixteen. I'm surprised I mean, they drafted Baker Mayfield number one when everyone says Darnold was the main pick, and he's looking good in Jets camp. Go ahead, David. Well, I just think when we look back at last year, there were a couple games that weren't like complete blowouts. Again, they should have been picks for the last game of the season if not for some ineptitude from the wide receiving court. So, I mean, there were possibilities throughout the season. There were glimpses. I mean, we go back to the blunder in Detroit. Like, if they don't, you know, Sean Tyson doesn't have a mental lap, do they beat Detroit in that game? Like, so there's there's signs there of, like, some ineptitude. I just think playing in the division that they are with the cross division that we have this particular season, it's going to be tough for them to get wins. And as long as they are, you know, hate to say it, as long as they're actually competitive and showing signs of being competitive, I still think Hugh Jackson keeps his job. Because last year, looking at team rankings, they were, you know, seventh best team in rush defense. Granted, they were 19th in passing defense, but overall as a team, defense top 15 in the league. Like, that's, that's good. And, for a Hugh Jackson who was never seen as an off or a defensive guy, I mean, well, that, that's, that's the concern, tough. though. He wasn't the defensive guy, but yet they did well on defense, but they struggled on offense. He's supposed to be this quarterback whisperer. What went wrong with Deshaun Kaiser? I, I don't, I don't understand. You go and you, then you go and you get Baker Mayfield. I mean, what went wrong? If I knew that, I would be getting paid at ESPN. Yeah, true. For CBS. <laughs> Besides like, everything. Right. I, it was just, I don't know. I really, like, it seemed like they were trying to do all kinds of weird stuff, but then they bring in Tyrod Taylor, who pretty much is in a veteran form of Deshaun Kaiser, how Deshaun Kaiser likes to play. They're trying to make play mistake-free football. Hmm. Yeah, it, very another one of those uh, oh, kind of uh, – uh, head scratchers. Uh, we go, but we're going to move on. Let's go on over to the Ravens, or actually the Bengals, because they're going to probably going to be n- n- just a stop spot. Yeah, above, be yeah, a spot above the Browns. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I I was a Bengals repeating from last year and going seven and nine. <laughs> Again, looking at the roster, looking at the ineptitude that they have at various levels. I mean, they have a they have a quarterback, but he throws overthrows players by like thirty yards, despite having fast players. I hate to say that they're wasting away the last years of the prime of AJ Green. I think if if I was AJ Green, if I was in AJ Green's year, I was like, look, dude, you need to get a you need to get a playoff one. I forget the ring at this point. You need to get a playoff one. Those are greener pastures. I understand you're beloved by the fans, but as we've seen in Atlanta, fans are fickle and kids change screensavers all the time. So get get your money. You're like I I think we we know what Cincinnati is. They're a hamster routine. They have, have some moments. They have some glimpses, but. You're only going to go so far. And Vontaze Burfer will probably get fined like at least a million dollars this year. <laughs> I don't think he'll get fined that much. I mean, unless, if it gets to really? the where he's fined that much, he's probably going to get caught or thrown in jail for doing something really stupid. I mean, it, this, this is the Bengals we're talking about. I, I get, <laughs> David, I get that. Yeah, but they I don't. Seven, they went seven and nine, third in the AFC North. But it looks like the them and the Browns will be back in their respective positions. Yeah. Now moving on over to the Ravens. Why they get second over the Bengals? I think the Ravens will finish ten and six. Again, we kind of know what Joe Flacco is. But What's I'm, that? What I'm is he? Really? What is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's Kirk. He's Kirk Cousins with the ring. I don't know, David. I think he's a little bit better than Kirk Cousins. You got to give him a little bit of credit. Fine, he's Matt Ryan with a ring. Okay, I'll take I'll take that one. Yeah, Matt Ryan with a ring. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. He does that? He does have Michael Crabtree to throw to now. Yeah, I mean he has pieces around him. They got a pretty decent running game that we saw kind of break out last year through Earth Allen. But I think the wild card is going to be. How much into what in what formation in what ways does Lamar Jackson play? Because again, I still think that Lamar Jackson was the steal of the first round. For him falling that low, I not to re, you know bring up old things, but a lot of teams are going to rue not picking up Lamar Jackson, just having his ability and his playmaking ability, and just kind of being the transitioning out of. Ozzy as kind of overseer of the Bengals kind of dynasty in many respects. But I, I think this will be a good season for Baltimore. I, I think record-wise, they'll still be at 97 as they were last year, but I think we'll see kind of not the Baltimore of old, but they'll be, they'll be a competitive Baltimore team as well. What do you, what do you predict their record will be? Yeah, I still think nine and seven. They'll, they'll, they'll lose at least one game where they're expected to win, and I would say probably said, in December between Tampa Bay and LA. You said nine and seven. That's what their record was uh, last year. Does John Harbaugh though? Is the seat going to get a little hot for him? I mean, I know he's a Super Bowl winning coach, and compared to all the other coaches, they're getting a whole bunch of second chances in his division. He should too, second or third chances. But some people are getting a little testy with them, thinking that you know. They're kind of tired of the mediocrity. Well, 
it's weird because in the AFC North, every coach is on the hot seat according to the fan base. And that includes two Super Bowl winning coaches. It's like, at some point, you have to, and we've seen it in other places, if you get rid of a coach who's doing well and then you all of a sudden have like a pitfall, then it's, oh, well, we shouldn't have fired that guy. And it's, you know, too late. Yeah, the same old, same old. We'll move on now to the Steelers. David, give us what you got. They're going to be first place. What do you think the record's going to be? I want to know this. I think the Steelers can win the division, 13-3. and three. The, the, the question with me is not winning the division, not winning regular season games. It just seems like that the Achilles heel for the Steelers is that they kind of get in their own way when it comes to the playoffs and they end up losing. And even, you know, Harrison said that, that it just it seems a very less detailed is there's talent Mike Tomlin's not a bad coach but when he compared New England to Pittsburgh on the Cowherd show he said it was the tension to detail that's what's been killing them and that's I kind of agree with that it seems like the Steelers have all the talent in the world not bad coaching but like I said you end up losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars and it just seems like it's it's always something someone's doing something stupid that takes the attention away from the talent of the Steelers, and they, they just trip over themselves. Well, I, I think if we're always going to compare, like, I think, first of all, James Harrison, to compare anything to New England as one who left Pittsburgh to go ring chase in New England and then get a participation trophy afterwards, it's like, dude, look in the mirror. <laughs> like, like at, at that point. But I, Average. Like, like yeah. I... I I understand, you know, the attention to detail, but at the same time, it's what has Mike Tomlin done differently that has, you know, gotten him? He's been successful doing the things that he has. But has he been successful because the division, you twice, obviously, you get four games against the Bengals and the Browns. That's four easy wins. And you know that you're going to probably split against the Ravens. So that's five wins right there on the table. But, but I mean, again, if we're going to continue to make the comparison, so Belichick is given automatic six, or at least five as well. Oh, we that's because the AFC, away from yeah, the AFC East. Is. So, I mean, if we're looking to say, why does Bill Belichick get all this praise for being this mind guru? And Mike Tomlin's like, oh, you can't get over the hump, or we take away Mike Tomlin getting his automatic four or six, you know, four or five wins. But think about it, David, but, though. He's got five Super Bowl rings as a head coach. He's been in the Super Bowl eight times. I mean, I think that's why Bill Belichick gets the 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 gets gets that is because of that. Um, to be honest, be honest, I, I think that's what it is. If Mike Tomlin had a couple Super Bowl rings and a couple trips, I don't really think people would be giving him as much criticism as they give him. Cool, but I also think because it. For what the past, at least the past decade, it's been, you know, sprinkle Indianapolis here or there, but it's been Pittsburgh, New England, consistently in the playoffs. Now, true, is it true. up to, is it up to Mike Tomlin to finally get over the hunt and get over the hump and beat Bill? Yes, but if we look at the two teams, every year it comes, we always pencil them in in the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of can you get over the hump? And do I think we have the ability to? Yes. Do I think in game time there's always that those one or two critical plays that we always talk about? Yes. Do I also think that as a Pittsburgh fan, the referees are in the pocket? Yes, because we've seen it. So, I mean, 
there's all these different factors, but I think it's unfair for Mike Tomlin to continue to get heat, not from, you know, others, like, fan, from the fan base, like, most of those people are obnoxious and, you know, aren't thinking straight anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, we have one of the top three or four best coaches in the league right now. We are consistently 10, 11, 12 wins. Who else can say that? We're consistently getting, you know, outside of last year's anomaly with a Jacksonville team that no one expects to get back to that point. We're always in the AFC Championship game against New England. Like, we we can't bash the guy for getting there consistently to a place that half, half the coaches in our division have never gotten to. Like, yeah. David, one thing I did want to ask you about is the whole situation with Le'Veon Bell, because I guess he turned down a pretty significant deal from them. Um, is is this going to be the last year we see Le'Veon Bell in a Steelers uniform? Everyone's saying yes. I say no. Okay. I think I think he's he's going to realize that the money he turned out. I understand he wants the guaranteed money, and essentially he turned down. Not entirely similar, but a relatively similar deal to what Todd Gurley signed with the LA. And so, I think if Le'Veon Bell wants to get paid, kind of like a top wide receiver and a top running back, like no one does that. And I understand he wants that money, but he also has to understand he's not on the field 16 games a year. Whether it's through suspension, whether it's through injury, whether it's through holding out or whatever else. He's not there as a num- like like a number one wide receiver or like a number one running back. You're, and so while yeah. I understand him wanting to get paid like that, and I understand the value that he brings and the way that we played with him versus the way that we play without him, dude, you need to be on the field. If you want to if you want the money, not everyone's gonna give that much money to a guy who's approaching thirty. Like it just doesn't happen. That's that's not anything against you. That's not anything against the running back position. That's not anything against the running back market. It's when you are getting close to 30 years old playing that running back position, your body has gone to hell and back. Like, and no one's getting that money. Like, you're not a quarterback. You're not going to make Big Ben money. You're not going to make even Antonio Brown money. Because Antonio Brown, we know, has restructured his deal a lot. And he's worth a lot more. And yeah. you know the culture in Pittsburgh. Like, you know we don't pay that much money. We like to restructure, give relatively good deal. Like, so I think he had a good deal. He turned it down because he wants more money. And hopefully he comes to camp, figures it out. Yeah, and, you, I mean, you mentioned all his deal with injuries and suspensions. I mean, he's in the world. He just see, he's basically – Hey, uh, one puff of a blunt away from getting caught. He said one puff of a blunt away. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's got to learn to not be uh, being, uh, doing stupid behavior off the field as well. Also, True. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think David's probably the first guy I've heard say that he doesn't, th- he thinks that Bell will end up staying in Pittsburgh. I mean, where else? Where else would he go to get that much money that he wants? Where else would? He, yes, he's the number one running back, but look at his age. Look at, and some people are going to look at all 
with the off-the-field off the issues and stuff, I wonder, you know, do we want to take that risk? Do we want to give this much more risk? So I think Pittsburgh is the best position for them. They're a place that understands the system. Everyone wants them back. Everyone wants them there. And it's just a matter of Le'Veon Bell, you know, picking up his ball and coming home. Yeah. Final thoughts, fellas, as we wrap this up a little bit. Yeah. I still say the AFC North begins and ends with the Pittsburgh Steelers and then everybody else is not whatever. Is irrelevant basically is what you're saying, right? Yeah, they're they're irrelevant. David. Steelers fans, can y'all stop trying to fire Mike Tomlin after every bad decision? Like you you guys know how stupid you sound. And I'm one of you. <laughs> like I've been on this show for years and I've had my moments, but at the same time, we got one of the best coaches in the league right now who can civilly win, and we have only had three coaches since the 70s. Like, True. we don't fire coaches. Since 1969, you've only had three coaches. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not, yeah. It, I mean, if you you could, it could be worse. You guys could have Jim Caldwell as your coach. He wasn't that bad, Frank. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Keep going, David. Yeah, but – like, at the end of the day, fans are going to be fans. They're always going to be agnostic. They're always going to – like, every at the end of every season, they always want to fire everyone at the beginning of every season. It's like Super Bowl or bust, Super Bowl or bust, because that's the motto. And, you know, as the only team with six, we have the expectation to go get number seven. Oh, and man. I hope we do this year. Wow. What's your, what's your plans this weekend, David? Well – more football preparing next week. We're going to tackle the AFC and NFC East. Okay. Do I think that the chance will repeat? Maybe. Stay Maybe tuned. Not. Stay tuned. Also, talk a little bit about Des Bryant next week, too. Is he still being emotional about the Cowboys? Yeah. Stay tuned. What do you got going on, Frank? <laughs> oh... Not a whole lot this weekend. It's pretty much the last easy, easy going weekend I have before August hits and the fit really hits the shan and it's going to be crazy busy. The fit hits the shan, okay? I mean, you got football that doesn't come up until the end of the month, Frank. So. Well, well, between baseball showcases and... You know, going to those American Legion four four two twenty six and Division that, that's, thirty seven. That's all. That's all over. I mean, I got a in showcase. the Woodbat League. I got a showcase. I got to be at uh, next week in Blissfield. Oh, back up in the B. You back in B Town? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where the uh, prep showcase that Jared Jansen is running. Okay. Okay. Nice. It's gonna be, gonna be some pretty good talent there. Baseball. So, yeah. Will fruit be there? I don't think he is registered to be there. He was at he was in it last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's really need to because he's already committed to attending Lansing Community College. So he don't need to showcase his talents. He's just taking his talents to you know Lansing Community College, basically. Yeah, because there's so I mean there there's a it's not just some guys from Michigan. There's a few guys from uh, Northwest Ohio who are there as well. Oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, thanks Frank. You know, for coming in and everything. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to kind of pod you down a little bit because we got to get into the music and we got to get on out of here. David, man, have a good weekend. All right, see you guys next week. Yeah, it's David the man of God. Here. I don't want to Oopsie. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it was uh, a little loud for you as David called in. Take a quick. What we're going to do is we're going to get on out of here. I got I to gotta 
get a facial, Frank. <laughs> and you know, you know me, I gotta keep it nice and dapper. But once again, thanks for listening to 88.3 WSUT's After Further Review. Frank, good job with the little bit of the review you had. Um, you know what's weird? We all agreed on the placing of the teams, which is strange. Normally, we don't all agree on that. But once again, also, thank you guys for watching on the live stream. Maybe one or two of you just to tune in and see what's going on. Next week, AFC East and NFC East will have a preview of that. And we'll have the new picture up on After Further Review. Uh, Frankie, you're going to like the new picture. Heck, heck, we might as well should take a picture of that hat and put the, the B-Town hat on there. But uh, <laughs> I, I digress, but I, I'm sure you can't wait to see the new picture, huh, Frank? The suspense. Oh, the suspense. So make sure you, st you stay uh, tuned for that one. So you can get us at WXG's After Further Review on the SoundCloud page or on iTunes. It's just After Further Review. Also, uh, check us out on Twitter, AFR Sports Show. It's also got a picture of Frank Master and the horse's head. That picture will be changing as well. And uh, you just can't wait to see this picture. It's it's going to be a good one. Thanks to David Mann got Harris calling in. Also, Darren Cohn calling in last week with onto the show about the, talking about the NBA live. We'll be back same time, same place on 88.3 WGT 11 to 1 here. Peace. We're out. See you later.